The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Behind the back dribble, Black, bank shot, go! <laughs> and they say the big guys oh, can't goodness. dribble, right? How did he do that? Jordan on the right wing, right corner, Finky puts it on the deck, drives in, oh, and slams it in! Finky slams it in! Here's the Kenny battle drive! Exactly! Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And good Friday evening to you, everybody. Welcome in to Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Illinois tonight taking on the Wisconsin Badgers, usually a very formidable opponent in Madison at the Kohl Center, but maybe a little more vulnerable this year. The Wisconsin Badgers just 9-10 and 10 and 2-4 and four in the Kohl Center. They've lost three times at home as well. Meanwhile, the Illini searching for their first Big Ten win of the season in the Brad Underwood era. The Illini 10-9 and nine overall and 0-6 in Big Ten play. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate. Lauren, a lot of folks starting to feel like maybe this is the night the Illini finally get that tally in the win column. Well, Wisconsin's certainly vulnerable, although they're really tough at home. They always are, but... I noticed and statistically in the Big Ten, they're 14th in scoring, 14th in scoring margin, 14th and last in field goal defense percentage, three-point percentage. Uh, they're 11th. Offensive rebounding, they're 14th. I mean, Illinois is averaging, uh, leading the league, by the way, in offensive rebounding, and Wisconsin's last. So this is just two years removed from the time that uh, – John Gross said we might as well not try to offensive rebound because we're not any good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything for Wisconsin centers around one guy, and that is Ethan Happ, who's a very yeah. good post player, but they just don't have a lot of pieces around him. No, they don't, and they uh, they lost a really good player, uh, one of their one of their top players in Trice, who's a guard and would would have been their leader out out front. As it stands right now, Happ's only averaging sixteen point seven. He'd be averaging a lot more points. But a lot of folks are double-teaming him and forcing him to pass the ball out. I read something about him. He grew up basically as a guard, as a youngster, because yeah. he wasn't that big growing up. Yeah. And that's actually been an advantage to him down low. So the Illini, which like to double-team and frustrate a big man, especially being undersized as a team, it, that plays to his advantage a little bit. He knows how to handle the basketball, but the other pieces aren't performing. Well, he's going to pitch the ball out, and you just got to hope they're not hitting threes if we double-team. And I imagine Illinois will double-team, and I don't think that Finky can handle him by himself. Illinois are trying to do something they haven't done since January of 2011, and that's beat the Badgers, who have won 11 in a row in this series. And the last time the Illinois won in Madison, you go back to February of 2010, a 63-56 win. Wisconsin has been very good over the years. It, this is almost an anomaly. I wonder if it's a dip or if they've got problems. Well, they've got problems. They, they're losing their players. I mean, they don't have talent. 
the, the level is way off. I mean, you can see it, and uh, they wouldn't be last in all these statistics if they weren't uh, shy. They, they, um, I don't know if they, they've got to hit the recruiting trail and get some players because Hap is the only solid, really outstanding player they have. We're off and running here on Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist. Coming up, we will hear a little bit from Michael Finke. Also see if we can check in in Madison as well. And basketball isn't the only thing of the day as Illinois football's made some assistant coach hires. We'll touch on that as well. Later, the coach's corner, Brian Barnhart, talks with Orlando Antigua. Plenty here as we get going on Fighting Illini Game Day. Tip-off at 8 o'clock between the Illini and the Badgers. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Illinois coming off a heartbreaking loss to Nebraska on Monday as they head into this ball game tonight in Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Badgers. The Illini losing on a buzzer beater by the Nebraska Cornhuskers and the losing streak in Big Ten play runs up to six. Brad Underwood talked about what he is sharing with his team this week in the locker room. You know, when, when times get hard and, and things get frustrating, you know, I, I think the one thing that can destroy a team is discouragement. And it's, it's something that we can't allow in. Uh, we keep showing up. We keep working hard. Our team doesn't act like a team that has been winless in, in, in league play. You know, you, you keep talking. We're three overtime losses. We're a buzzer beater. Uh, we're a self-destructing last four minutes at Minnesota away from being one of the top three teams in the league. And, and that's that close. And yet, like I said, we have to go earn it. We have to quit making silly mistakes. It'd be nice if we would shoot the ball a little better, but uh, you know that's 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 stuff we can't control, and and uh, we'll keep fighting. Michael Finke though hit the go-ahead shot and a four-point play with eight seconds left. Finished with a double-double against Nebraska, but the Illini came up with the losing end. I caught up with Michael Finke yesterday. This game can be cruel sometimes, huh? Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, obviously. Three overtime losses, buzzer beater, uh, three. Thought we had it one. Uh, uh, it's definitely frustrating, but uh, just we got we got to learn how to finish games and start out games. Just play it for 40 minutes. Uh, little little things here and there, and uh, if we can just learn how to shorten up those mistakes, and we're right there. Shortening your hair is that going to be the difference? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, my brother. I was actually trying to tell him, Tim, the other day that he should just grow it out right now for for when he gets to college next year, but I told him to start from scratch and shave it off. He said, all right, I'll do it if you do it with me. So I decided to, but then after I cut it, I was like, no, nah, I don't want I don't want to grow it out anymore, so I'm going to just keep it short and just go from there. So, uh, You, Trent, and LeBron had the bulk of the scoring in the last game. Uh, what do you got to do to get the, the other pieces going? Yeah, we don't like this haircut. <laughs> to get the other pieces going there. Yeah, uh, we, we just got to knock, knock down some shots, I think. Coach is telling us that our wings went one for 20 or something like that as as a, as a unit. And that's that we can't have that as our wings uh, when they're taking a lot of a bulk of our shots. And just more as a team, we got to be able to knock it down. And uh, we're all, we're all getting in the gym a lot and getting our reps in. Just got to be able to go out there and knock them down. You said the wings uh, were getting shut down. Do you think that's 
partially how teams are scheming against you guys? Uh, I think our wings, a lot of them are great shooters, and last game we just happened not to fall. And uh, we just, as a whole unit, we got to be able to go down. I mean, I, obviously with me too, I've struggled a lot of games this year, especially in Big Ten play, not be able to knock some shots down. So uh, some games are just not going to fall, and uh, other people are going to have to step up and make some bigger plays. But uh, as a unit, we just got to be more consistent. Ready to deal with Ethan Happ? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Ethan's a great player. Obviously, uh, just how he does it, so efficient and everything he does. But it's going to be a great challenge for us as a whole. But uh, like I said, he's a great player, but definitely think we can take it. The local product in Michael Finke, a double-double against Nebraska. The first time he scored in double digits in Big Ten play this year. He's He's been up and down, but when he's shooting well, and they really want him, though, to get after the rebounds. That's what Brad Underwood well, is focusing you, with him. You always want your center to, to yeah. get after the rebounds. but Quote, I, center. <laughs> I, I see him. Well, he has to guard the other center. So yeah, exactly. Uh, but I see him as a good shooter who hasn't been shooting good. Now, that make any sense to you, but – I think he's always had a good release on the ball. He's always had pretty good accuracy. One year he, in college, he shoots 4'11 on three-pointers. But he's not shooting free throws well, which just puzzles me. And, and he's been very erratic this season with his shooting. Let's switch gears for a moment because basketball is not the only news of the day for Illinois. Football has made its hire in the assistant coaching ranks. They have two out of the three open spots. The offensive coordinator is Rod Smith. He comes here via Arizona most recently, where he was there six seasons with Rich Rodriguez. We've got Rod Smith, a coach with Rich Rod, as he's known. And now we've got two Coach Smiths on the field. But the dual-threat quarterback system is something he's excelled at. The question is play calling. How much has he done, and how, how well can he do it here? Well, I think there's been a lot of discussion here. You remember when McGee came in, they said, well, Petrino was making all the calls, and McGee wasn't running the team in Louisville. And now we have a situation, was Rich Rodriguez making all the calls in, uh, you know, at uh, where, where they were previously? I mean, they've been all along the road, by the way. They've been, he, he's been with Rich Rod forever before he went to um, Arizona. Arizona, I can't yeah. even think of the school, but... Uh, he stated at the convention that this is my baby, I'm calling the plays. That's his quote. So I don't know, maybe he was making the calls. I, you know, I, we'll find out when we talk to him, but he's, he's quoted to, uh, in saying that, that these were his decisions. Now look, if you're an offensive head coach and you've got an offensive coordinator calling, you're still going to have input. Both of them are going to have input with each other. Yeah. That's the way it works. And it has to be a, a, a good dance together because especially but, but with a defense. The, the final decision is going to be Rich Rodriguez. It should be when it comes He's to. He's the head coach. <laughs> you mean Lovey Smith. Well, I mean, back there when, oh, they were, yeah, yes. when they were in Arizona, the decision has to come from ultimately if there's a dispute over what you're going to do, Rodriguez is going to make the call, just like Lovey's going to make the call here. Yeah. When when McGee wanted to change quarterbacks early this season, Lovey didn't let him. That's why the contracts are paying out the way they are. Yeah. The head coach gets the final say. Yeah. More to come here. We'll get to our keys to the game as we switch back to basketball, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Orlando Antigua joins Brian Barnhart for the Coach's Corner coming up. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. 
Illinois and Wisconsin tonight. The Illini looking for their first Big Ten win of the year. Brad Underwood, 0-6 this year in Big Ten play, started last year with Oklahoma State at 0-6. And he eventually turned the Cowboys around, made the NCAA tournament. But Underwood says the circumstances are different this year. Last year, I knew we were so gifted offensively. We were, we were capable. We shot the ball, and, and we were scoring at a high clip. It was uh, a different problem. You know, this year, it's, it's you know, we haven't rebounded well. We never turned the ball over last year. Uh, now we're turning it over 16, 17 times. So there, there are different things. I, I'm more concerned about right now than, than anything is the, the culture we have to fight for. And it, it's the togetherness, and 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 you have to you have to you have to have a culture of, of not wanting to win but expecting to win. Lauren, he went on from there. It talked a little bit more about unity in the locker room and uh, picking each other up when when one guy is down. That whole stuff, and that's that's actually a really big deal when you're in the midst of a losing streak is not getting at each other's throats. Yeah, and, and you know they had the trouble with Lucas missing the last two games. He started a bunch of games this season and uh, he is going to he has made the trip but it just seemed like uh, from listening to Underwood he's almost reluctant to use him I think he'll use him but I think he's he said if we need him it, and that's the question is is do you mean that in a basketball sense or are you more like well I you know he's still a little bit in the doghouse here well, and, he's in the doghouse yeah <laughs> well if you get suspended for two games I don't know that you just instantly turn things around but if you need him you need him uh, Ilana could certainly use some more depth around the perimeter right now because not everybody's being effective when you have all Stork and Smith being a no-show offensively and DeMonte Williams having some struggles as well. He had and a key you know turnover. What? We're overlooking sometimes the fouls. I, I look back at that 14-2 to run Nebraska made uh, right after halftime when they got back in the game after being down. And you know who was out of the ball game? Black. He got his third foul right at the start of the second half. They need Black to stay in the game. They can't afford, and Illinois is making way too many fouls game after game, and that leads to two problems. It allows the other team to shoot free throws, and it also uh, causes guys to get in foul trouble where they have to come out of the game. Kind of leads into our keys to the game, as we see on our scoreboard right now. The next two Illini opponents, Michigan State and Indiana, the Spartans lead the Hoosiers 42-23. They're about done with the first half of that game in East Lansing. And our keys to the game brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com. Hickory Point Bank in Champaign as well brings us our keys to the game. You mentioned the following. I just want to find my key tonight. Get some scoring from your wings. Yeah. Mark Smith, Greg Allstork. Let me tell you. Kipper. Allstork, Williams, Jordan, Smith, and Nichols were 3-for-27 in the last game against Nebraska. Three for twenty-seven. If, wow! If the opposing How do you team, win, <laughs> well, and, and then you didn't, and you almost did. You were, yeah. you know, for thirty-nine minutes and fifty-two seconds, you were better than Nebraska. We just need two people to step up and help the two guys that are carrying the team. Yeah, Black and Fraser. By the way, we're living in a world too where Nebraska is apparently twenty points better than Michigan. I, I don't get it. Well, I mean, it's different every day. I, I mean, know. this this kind of thing happens every. Se- you don't when you you're watching Indiana play Michigan State. You don't know which way it's going to go until it starts. I mean, the way Michigan State's played the last few games, Indiana's been playing really well. Yeah, absolutely. briefly. So fouls. You want to go with fouls for your keys? Yeah, I think you got to limit the fouls and limit your mistakes, turnovers. Last game they gave up six or seven breakaways to Nebraska for easy baskets. You had a good defense if you in the half court. And by the way, 
would help if you play a little better against the zone. <laughs> You're going to place a lot of zones this season because the Illinois has shown a problem against it. And if everybody knows Trent Frazier and LaRon Black are your offense, eventually you can just start smothering them defensively. You need two guys to step up. Absolutely. I think he stepped up last game, but he was the only one. Lauren, I appreciate you stepping up and okay. being a part of this show. Thank you. Keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. Brian talks with Orlando Antigua when we come next, when we come back next on Fighting Illini Game Day. Fighting Illini Game Day in the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show, the Illini getting ready for the Wisconsin Badgers up at the Kohl Center in Madison, Wisconsin. The Coach's Corner with Brian Barnhart is brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Scotty's Brewhouse. Brian's visiting with Orlando Antigua. Here's the coach. Orlando Antigua has the scout for uh, Wisconsin. And uh, when you say Wisconsin, you think Bo Ryan, Greg Gard's part of that. Uh, it's kind of the same identity all these years. It is. It's, uh, um, you know, they're as consistent a program as you have across the country. And um, great test for us because it's, it's going to be a test of wills um, uh, and discipline. They're so disciplined offensively. They want to certain play a certain style, and they want to limit to, uh, you know, 50 uh, possessions in the game. And, you know, they'll be fine with the score being 19-18 if they, you know, if they, they, they would like. Um, and we want to play up and down, and we want to be disciplined defensively. We want to get into them. Um, so it's going to be be a great challenge and a great test of wills. I know some of the stats, the, you know, the numbers on the year, they've played a tough schedule. That's one thing. Virginia, uh, obviously a Temple, Marquette, uh, other games like that. UCLA, and they're also UCLA, yeah. They're also young. That's part of it. And they've had some injuries. They had. They did. I mean, I mean the, the, the backcourt, the, um, they, the losing Trice and King early on um, has really hurt them in terms of, you know, having some experienced ball handler. So obviously uh, thrusted Davison into a role as the primary ball handler, and then now Hap becomes a secondary ball handler. Um, so, you know, now uh, the benefit is having the freshman gets a lot of experience in that when those guys do get healthy and they come back, you know, they, they, get, um, another, they get added weapons to, to their team. Uh, but right now, you know, they only have two primary ball handlers, which is Davison and Happ. I guess I've heard it over the years, swing or flex, whatever the offense is. It's swing side to side, right? Yeah, the swing offense, and it's an offense that's predicated on a lot of passing and back screening and, and cutting. Um, and, you know, at any given point, any any one of our guards, wings, and bigs are going to get isolated, get back screened, and get sent into the post. So we've got to do a great job of ball pressure and anticipating uh, when those screens are happening and, and, and try not to let them go. Uh, from one side of the court to the other side of the court in terms of passing the ball and make them try to bounce it and play against our pressure. It is statistically over the years, too, they haven't turned the ball over much. That's been a little more of an issue this year without their regular point guard rotation. Yeah, when, when, when you have – when Davidson has to play, you know, almost the, the entire game, 38 minutes of the game, uh, handling the ball, you know, we, we want to probably try to heat him up as much as we can and make things difficult for him and try to get it to their legs a little bit. Um, um, so those turnovers are up – a little higher than they normally have been, but with the number of possessions that they have in the game, um, they don't still turn it over now. Purdue obviously was a game where you know they had 20 turnovers in and, and happened, and Davidson both had seven each. Um, that's not that normal normal game for them. 
Um, you know, prior to that, they were averaging about 11, 12 turnovers a game. And, uh, you know, when you have that low possession, low turnovers, mm-hmm. it plays into their style of play. We'll take a break. Back with Orlando Antigua as we scout Wisconsin here tonight on the Coach's Corner. All right, we are back here with Orlando Antigua visiting as we get ready for the Illini and the Badgers. Uh, tell me about some of the other guys here. Uh, Pritzel, for one, let's start with him. Uh, Pritzel's a, a retro sophomore that's a, um, you know, a really good player, physical guard. Um, he's a catch-and-shoot guy. They've got uh, Khalil Iverson, um, who will play three and four. He's probably their best athlete, um, a guy that we're going to have to do a great job of trying to keep off the glass, off the offensive glass, because he goes and gets about one and a half, almost two, two a game in that way. Um, his his athleticism is, is going to be a challenge for us because we'll be matched up with different guys on him. And then you got obviously Hap, who's uh, you know all conference preseason, all conference player, and probably one of the most unique players with his size and his ability. Um, a guy that doesn't shoot the ball, but facilitates it. You know, he's averaging close to 17 a game and and, and uh, rebounds the ball really well. Has a great second and third jump. Um, but they almost average almost four assists a game, you know, three and a half to four assists a game. Mm-hmm. The, I, I call him a point forward, point center position. Yeah. It's a, um, it's re- he's a really, really unique player. And then, and then, you know, they've got another freshman that's playing a lot of minutes for him and, uh, in Rivers who's uh, catch and shoot at 6'10", but uh, a player that's going to be, you know, a handful going down as, as he continues to mature and get better because he's really talented around the basket as well. Yeah. Just keep watching Hap over the last three years. It's his footwork. You would know better than anybody around the basket. How he's so quick, he just puts the ball up with either hand. He moves so well. Yeah, he he does move really well. Um, he handles the ball well. He's got unbelievable footwork, and and you watch tons of film on him, and you see his pivoting, and and he doesn't settle, and he moves you in two and three different moves. Um, when he picks up the ball, you still have to be able to move and move and make things difficult for him. And he's great at utilizing the rim to help him um, shield against the defender. So. Uh, one of his favorite moves is that little couple dribbles and spin moving going and getting up on the other side. So, you know, we, we got to do a good job on him. It's going to be hard to stop him. We just have to make things difficult for him and not allow him to see teammates to be able to, to facilitate to them. Yeah, he's probably – he's good enough. He'll probably get some points regardless. Yeah. But I guess the key is don't let everybody else score a lot either. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and um, he, he everything uh, eventually that ball finds him – um, to facilitate, to make plays, whether it's him scoring or him putting his teammates in positions to score. And uh, you know, so we've got to make things difficult for him. Yeah, it really is kind of a battle. You mentioned off the top, battle of wills. We want yeah. to speed it up. We like to 77, 78 possessions a game. Yes. They're in the 50s. Uh, yeah. Kind of determine whoever establishes their will is going to win the game. I, I, I think so. I think uh, I think it's it's contrasting uh, um, philosophies and, and – and, um, you know, we we wanna we wanna make them play against our pressure, and, and hopefully our pressure creates opportunities for us to get in transition and get easy baskets, and and that'll put some ba- uh, some pressure on them because they limit the the amount of uh, of possessions because they don't have the numbers, you know, and then they go into their bench and um, bringing the kid Aleem Ford, who's who's a really good shooter, another freshman, um, you know, six eight, talented, can shoot the, shoot the the ball. Um, and then they then they've got those walk-ons that that have to step into roles now because of the injuries that they've had. All right, thanks, Orlando. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Coach Orlando Antigua with us here tonight from Wisconsin. We're back with more in just a little bit. Headed out to Wisconsin and Madison in just a moment. The Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show comes your way after the ball game. We'll take your calls and texts here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Alina and Badgers coming up. <laughs> 